Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis, for those of you joining us for the first time, and today is Thursdays, and I'm sure most of you know what that means. If you don't, I'm going to tell you anyways. Yes, that's right. It is Trading Thursdays, and our guest for today is a B2B sales rep for a major U.S. elevator manufacturer. His love for technology has led him to build PCs since he was just a little child. He has even taught himself how to code. Everyone, please welcome Trading Experts Alpha member, Lincoln Divine. What's going on? All right, all right, awesome. So we're just gonna jump right in. So Lincoln, how did you first get into trading? Yeah, man, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I actually got my start uh, with crypto, uh, fun, fun. Mr. Bitcoin, my good friend. Um, I actually kind of was first learning about it back in like 2013, mm -hmm. 2012, a uh, long time ago before like most people probably knew about it. Uh, I was studying computer science at the time in school and that was the time like do you know what silk road is or was what what was it um so basically the dark web there's this website called the silk road and you could buy literally anything like illegal things drugs weapons passports right. and it made you know news headlines um and the big thing was that you had to use bitcoin right to buy it and mm, being a computer right, science right. student it, the whole the whole thing is based on cryptography right so it was a you know topic of interest I didn't really think of it much you know, as a trading vehicle. But then in 2016, uh, one of my buddies had just started talking about uh, Ethereum and just kind of dove in and started doing a little bit of research. And then one day I just, I found tradingview.com. Mm -hmm. uh, Vary's Trading View. Yeah, yes. And I don't know, I was like enamored immediately. I'm uh, just like learning about all the candlestick charts and you know how it's like the social media aspect where people can like share, right. you know, their charts uh -huh. and everyone's like commenting and stuff. So just fell in love right away. Um, you know, I'd studied a lot of poker in the past and I'd read about, you know, poker players that, uh, made the transition into trading. So it just it was super interesting. Started reading everything I could, um, was just buying, <laughs> buying crypto every week. And this was the time when it just wouldn't go down. Like you couldn't lose money right. at this point in time. Um, rode that roller coaster all the way up, all the way down, gave, <laughs> giving back 95% of all my gains from the bubble. Um, but then that ultimately led me to, to trading experts and I've been, uh, been part of, part of uh, alpha chat now for almost two years and it's been, it's been a great experience. Nice. Nice. So how do you manage working what I assume is a full-time job while trading? Yeah. So the good thing about the, the, the trading experts method is, you know, it's a, it's a swing style. So, you know, you don't have to be super glued to your screen. Like if you're day trading, you know, you got to be dialed in, you got to be staring at it. You got to be looking at it. Um, so the swing, the swing style of trading where you're holding, you know, days or weeks, um, is a little less maintenance. Um, and, you know, being in a sales role, um, you know, they really care about your numbers and uh, I've had a lot of success at work, so, um, it's not too hard to balance and I have a great relationship with, with my manager and, uh, it's been, it's been good. Nice. Nice. So what do you think is the best way to handle losses? Yeah. The, the first thing I do, you know, whenever I take a loss is, you know, I review the trade, uh, right away. Yeah. And. The biggest thing is you got to you got to determine if you made the right decision mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You know, not every trade is going to work out. 
but as long as you made the correct decisions, right, it, like the entry met your criteria, mm-hmm. um, there was the volume was there, the chart was right. If everything's lining up and doesn't work out, you know, you, you got to be happy with that. Um, but if you made that, you know, you gotta, if you made a mistake, it's important to identify that and um, just kind of, you know, look at the whole thing with an open mind mm-hmm. and try to improve for the next trade and the next trade. And it all just, you know, builds on each other over time. What about like in the sales world, as far as like, you know, your current job, if you don't land a certain client or it doesn't really, you can't really close the sell, how do you sort of deal with and deal with it in that aspect? Yeah. And it happens a lot. You know, if you're selling most of the time, you're going to get a no. Um, it's important, I think, to just to keep the mindset that there is a lot of opportunity and you just got to find the opportunity. Not every client, not every prospect, not every meeting is going to lead to a sale. Um, but as long as you, you know, imagine the abundance and you act as if there's abundant opportunity, you know, you're, you're going to find it uh, just by having that mindset. Okay. So I, I, I and this is sort of going off a script and, you know, I'm just sort sure. of like staring off of, you know, on my desk and I'm the current book I'm reading actually is a book that was gifted to me from Ben. It's actually seven stories. Every person, every salesperson must tell by Mike Adams. I don't know if you've heard of it. So I actually wanted to ask you a question and I don't know if that's sort of something that's sort of what you do as far as a salesperson, but how important do you think being a good storyteller is when it comes to being a salesperson? I think it's definitely, definitely important. You know, part of every salesperson's job is to paint a picture of, you know, why they need a specific product or mm. why they need a specific service. Right. Um, so yeah, storytelling is definitely, definitely key. Um, you know, it just makes you personable. It helps people relate to you, which ultimately, you know, leads to, leads to a sale at the end of the day. So it's, it's definitely an important, important element. Nice. All right. So why do you think most people crack under pressure when it comes to the, to the market? That's a good question. I think a lot of it is there's a lot of bad education out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that a lot of people just have limiting beliefs, period, that mm-hmm. prevent them from achieving what they want to achieve. Right. Sort of like misconceptions. Uh, yeah. You know, it, and it's true that most traders lose in the market. Um, but it's, you know, the, the 10, 20 percent, you know, whatever that number is that like put the work in and they're kind of crazy enough to think they can succeed at it. And those are the ones that spend the time looking at the charts. They're the ones that are spending time reading books and studying their trades and going over their journal and all those kinds of things. And, you know, if you believe from the start that you're going to fail, then you're going to fail because you're not gonna put the work in. Um, so yeah. So, uh, so how were you able to max out your 401k IRA contributions last year? I know that was a big thing and Ben was telling me about it. So how were you able to do that? Yeah, it's really, um, there's one you like focus on, on increasing income. You know, there's a lot of fields you can go in that, that pay pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're young, you know, coming out of school, kind of like I was sales is a, is a good route to that. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a, you know, a place where you're a good fit and, you know, just putting the work in, um, beyond that, you know, you got to kind of know what you want out of life, I guess. Kind I know you had a Django on and he was kind of like knowing your why mm-hmm. was a big thing. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, cause you're just, you know, you've seen all this money and just go into these accounts and you, know, you could be buying this or you could be going here or right. there. Um, you know, I value experiences. I value comfort. I value, you know, quality time with people. I value, uh, financial independence, time independence, you know, and I know that allocating the, that money to my future is going to pay huge dividends in the long run and allow me to achieve those things. So just kind of knowing where your head's at and you know, why you're saving and why you're investing, um, to, to really get there. Okay. Okay. So that actually is 
perfect that you you mentioned that because it sort of leads me to my next question. Uh, before we actually started this interview, you mentioned that in order to find balance between saving and spending time increasing income and hustling, something is required. So I want to take a few minutes and break down the three requirements that you mentioned, uh, uh, requirements finding the, that balance, you said. So you said knowing what your core values are, specifically what you value, uh, followed by a alignment of those values tied in with goals that lead to action. So how can someone determine what their values are or what they need to be, what those values need to be? Yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of it comes from, you know, reflecting uh, on your past and thinking about the things that are important to you. Um, for some people, it's family. For some people, you know, it's money. So for some people, it's, you know, experiences in life. So just kind of reflecting on what's important to you personally is, is huge in determining those values. Okay. So what kind of things can someone uh, do to block any distractions that might cause them to not be able to align those values? Hmm. I would say definitely cutting off, you know, people that, you know, toxic people out of your life. You know, there's a lot of people that if you tell them something that's going on or like a success story that you've went through and then they'll kind of like scoff at you or, mm -hmm. you know, if there's like any kind of jealousy, you know, cutting those people out and um, focus on building relationships in a circle of, of, of people that, you know, you can celebrate your wins with, um, I think is a huge part of that. So, so do you think that that failure has anything to do with, um, as far as not being able to align those values or even determining those values? Do you think failure has anything to do with that? You know, overcoming failure? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's impossible to not experience failure at some point in your life. Um, whether it's, you know, in your relationships, whether it's with friends, family, whether it's trading, whether it's a, <clears throat> a hobby, um, you're going to have to overcome failure. And I think dealing with it is, is huge. Um, cause you know, those experiences shape you, you can't just win all the time. Right. right? Okay. So, and lastly, I don't think that, uh, goal setting is a diff is the difficult part. I think it's more actually taking the goals, um, to, uh, taking those goals and acting on them. So why do you think most people don't act on their goals? Yeah, I think part of that is, is it's tough to have like a concrete vision, you know, it's, it's tough to really know what like the end product's going to look like. Even for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect by any means, but you know, not having that crystal clear vision of what end result you're trying to achieve or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, it kind of cloud the, the steps won't be as clear. So, you know, if establishing concrete goals, like I know Ben's huge on it, you know, writing it down, being very specific, um, is a way to try to overcome, you know, the misalignment or not, not, uh, acting towards your goals. That makes sense. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. So sort of shifting topics. So how, I know you touched uh, a little bit about it earlier. How were you able to stay bold in crypto contrary to most? Yeah. So I think it's important to separate, um, like the coins themselves and the names from the underlying technology. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, Bitcoin is, it's like the car, right? And there's tons of different cars out there with different features, different colors, right? Um, whereas like blockchain technology is kind of the engine mm -hmm. underneath all of that. Okay. Um, you know, if you look, if you go on LinkedIn, for example, linkedin.com, you type in blockchain, there are, there are a lot of companies that are hiring blockchain engineers, business development managers, uh, companies like Facebook, companies like IBM, companies like Verizon, right? Visa, mm -hmm. and these are huge companies. So, you know, it's about implementing that technology to build like the next generation of uh, whether it's payment processing, um, 
you know, things like that. Right. Uh, within the, you know, legal and regulatory framework. Because, you know, no one's just going to adopt these coins as like some reserve currency. But right. if we implement that technology, it, there is a huge, there are huge benefits to be, to be had for sure. Got it. Okay, so you you said you uh, you mentioned also that you studied theory when you were younger. How do you think that sort of parallels with sort of trading nowadays and and what you you did when you were younger? Which uh, which theory? Um, I believe you said it was uh, uh, you studied computer science in college. Yeah. Said- oh, are you referring to like poker? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so I actually kind of was talking about this in the chat the other day. Um, tons of parallels. You know, it's kind of like you got to build a, a kind of a mental framework to approach where the opportunity is, okay. um, both in poker and, you know, in trading. In trading, it's, you know, the chart, it's the volume, it's the price action. Um, poker is kind of your position and what kind of hands you're playing. Right. Um, so there's a, a lot of parallels. You know, there's a, you know, even from risk management perspective, um, a rule of thumb in like a cash game is don't put more than 5% of your bankroll mm. on on any given hand, right? right. Kind of like on when you're trading, you know, you limit yourself to like half a percent to anywhere to 2%, you know, like account risk on a given trade. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the idea of like hand ranges where you want to be able to play those strong hands, right? Those pocket aces, those right. pocket kings, right? Um, and in trading, you got to kind of find those setups that that's your pocket aces, you know, your best setup that you trade. You got to look at, you know, you got to review your history and, and figure out what those, those setups look like, um, but get really good at nailing those those strong hands and getting the most value out of them. Um, you know, the idea of trusting your edge, playing your equity in a given spot, um, all kind of overlaps, I think with, with trading. Nice. Nice. All right. So to wrap things up a bit, and I know it's short, but I feel like we covered a a good ton, but just to wrap things up a bit, can you tell us a little bit about things Floridians like? Yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was a social media kind of like influencer business. My buddy used to run um, kind of started off as like a meme page. And then he had he had curated most of that content. I kind of came in, built the website. Um, I started reaching out to like local businesses to get some promo done for them and like sell advertising, basically mm. um, try to like monetize things. Um, we made we had, a, we had a good time. You know, we made we made it a, a legit company, made a little bit of money. Um, it's kind of fizzled out. Just me and my buddy, uh, Brian, have kind of started to do different things, but, um, it was a super great learning experience. Got a lot of hands-on knowledge with, you know, social media management, content creation, that kind of thing. Um, definitely was, was, a, was a fun time. Nice. Awesome. All right. So one last question that I, I, I tend to ask, you know, most of my trading Thursday guest is why trading experts? Yeah, honestly, I love the, uh, the sales funnel with the group me chats. I thought was super clever uh, and very creative. Um, it just kind of it kind of drew me in, uh, you know. I could recognize because in the crypto space, there's so many scammers out there. Mm-hmm. Even in every trading space, there's forex, you know, gurus that are scammers. Crypto, same thing. Um, so I just, you know, I recognized the legitimacy. I thought the programs were great, and it gave me a lot of kind of direction and structure into starting to trade stocks, which I hadn't done before. Um, and it's been it's been great. The amount of value I've I've got from trading experts has been been immense, and would recommend it to anyone looking to uh, to to start trading. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Lincoln, like I said, I know this was really short, but I feel like we did cover a lot and hopefully we can talk more, uh, you know, some other time. But thank you so much for just taking your time and uh, coming on to the podcast and just sharing what what you what you know about a whole bunch. And like I said, hopefully we can talk a lot more about trading. Definitely, man. Love to be on. And I appreciate you having me having me on the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And guys, 
Uh, thank you for taking the time and listening. And I know it's short, but I feel again, I know I'll keep saying it, but we just covered so much. Like I have three full pages of notes and <laughs> and dang, my, my man dropped some knowledge. All right. So thank you guys for taking the time and listening to uh, another episode of Trading Thursdays. Don't forget to visit our website, uh, www.paradisos.world. We got some goodies coming very soon. Our Instagram, Paradisos Podcast, our Twitter, Paradisos101 for daily quotes and inspiration. And until next time, my beautiful people, God bless you all. Peace.